Welcome to the Healing Place podcast, a space filled with inspirational stories of hope, along with practical advice for your healing journey. Your host is Terry Welbrock, trauma warrior, writer, speaker, blogger, therapy dog handler, and founder of the Sammy's Bundles of Hope Project. As a survivor and a thriver, Terry's mission is to shine the light of hope into the world by interviewing insightful guests from across the globe. Please stay tuned at the end of today's interview as we honor our sponsors. The Healing Place podcast is a fiscally sponsored project of Fractured Atlas. Now, here's your host and trauma warrior, Terry Welbrock. Welcome, everybody, to the Healing Place podcast. I am your host, Terry Welbrock, and super excited to have with me today Michael Cavallaro. And he is, and I have to read this off my sheet because it's amazing and awesome, long list, author, international speaker, mentor, radio talk show host, and founding director of Living Concepts, LLC, along with a whole host of other things that are just amazing, and I love it. And I just was telling Michael before I hit record how... Um, yes, I love everything on his, on his website. Um, so welcome, Michael. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. And I told you right before I hit record that, you know, one of the dogs might make an appearance and there was Max. Yes. He jumped right into the scene as I did an introduction. Starring yep. <laughs> in the corner there, I see. <laughs> yeah, he's over there. I might have to grab him and put him on my lap here in just a second. <laughs> he might need to be snuggled. So okay. ahead of time. So yeah, so talk to us um, about what it is you're doing in the world. Uh Well, let's say we we hope we're bringing lots of love and light to the world and lots of new information and new paradigms, kind of stretching the old ones and working with people of all ages. And we, we, I also have, my my wife and I have a, a nonprofit called Teamwork Wins um dot org and we work with specifically children and people with what we call invisible challenges and so we go from that to personal development to relationships to really deep spiritual work as well okay and um it's a it's 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 a blast at this point uh getting here may not have been there was a lot of growth and a lot of change and uh, a lot of discovery. Most of the work that I've done, I have I have looked at most everything that's out there over the years. But about twenty or so years ago, my I was kind of intuitively directed not to look at anybody else's stuff anymore. And then all of the new information started to come in. So it's sort of like a a. a an upgrade of the old versions, if you will, and uh, some new understandings about the the new children, like what they were calling the indigo children. I think they call them highly sensitive people now, and all these different names are really just um, different avenues that that new generations are being born in, and it's quite exciting. And a lot of the work we do is helping people get out of the old paradigms in a way that permanently lasts. Yes, I love that. And I love the idea from my understanding and the little bit of research I've done on uh, 
indigo children and the highly sensitive children. Um, it's just such an energy thing. And I love that so many more of us are becoming more in tune with mm -hmm. energy, how it works, how it helps us along our healing journeys. Um, yeah, it's just fascinating. Yeah. And what, what a need for the work you're doing. Yes, it's uh, it's a lot of fun being kind of adventuring in all the we'll call it new, but not really new stuff. And uh, yes, the the sensitive kids, the the in, in indigo kids, as they which isn't such a big phrase anymore. That's sort of died off. Um, but that's all the same. We we were sensitive when we were children. They just didn't have names for for what we did, except for maybe bad children. <laughs> we couldn't sit still and we couldn't stop talking but for me I, I was affected very much as a child I was very sensitive uh, that I can consciously remember from about five or six sensitive to everything in my environment from people's moods to sounds to noise to light and everything and I had to learn through the years how to manage that and it was very difficult and um Coming up through that, really understanding the kids, understanding how they're wired differently and how their, their brains are wired differently, their energy systems are wired differently. And so to understand and address them differently is what we need to do as the adults leading the show, so to speak, here. And so I also, I, I wrote a parent's book in regards to that to, to help parents get through that. And a lot of that is we'll say grounded energetic information so that it's very practical and logical so that it becomes a real functional environment instead of a little uh, airy fairy or too flighty for people. Right. right. And, uh, but really to, to address like the, the, I call them the new children, the, the new children had literally are wired differently than we are and were. And since about the 80s, they've really been stepping up the different wirings. And there have been those of us here that will we'll say, have been sending reports, so to speak, um, intuitively on how to change the wiring for these children. And in the beginning, as the indigo children first came in, they were very sensitive and we were in a very harsh world. And so a lot of them were getting swallowed up because they were too sensitive. Yeah. And, and a lot of them got lost in self-medicating. And that was very difficult. And unless they had somebody to lead them through different understandings, it, it was really challenging for a lot of them. And right. so that's when our idea for our nonprofit came up. And we really started to work with these kids. And then we used all the alphabet soup labels like ADHD and ODD and everything else you can think of. And we began actually introducing it into mainstream and working with school districts. So we would become the last resort when nobody could figure out the children. And it would get so intense that they would actually call us. One of our, our, our key ones was they, they called us and said, this kid has one more strike and he's out of the school. We're expelling him. So we want you to come in and we need, we're, we're going to give you six weeks to see what you can do with them. So, we went in and walked with them through school for six weeks to teach them how to do this. Wow. And, and that was, they were in seventh grade. 
and they ended up graduating and going to college. Wow. Making it through because we were able to teach them how to handle the energies and handle the frequencies and, and handle the energy of the crowd and the people in the room, teachers' moods, etc. They really just, they didn't know what to do with them. It would almost short circuit their systems. Fascinating. Yeah. And, and one of the things I think about is what about those kids who are hypersensitive, but to energies, but they're, they're, they're absorbing it all, but very conserve conservative and quiet. And the ones sitting there very quietly, is there, is there, do they fit into that? Yes. Yep. It's the same. The display doesn't matter. What, what we've discovered is that the display is determined by their familial programming. So, so based the way the family deals with things, mom, dad, whoever they picked up the most of the programming from, that's how they will react to the energies, typically. Now, sometimes they go completely opposite, but typically they react the way that is. So if, if somebody in the family really just sucks it up, that's what they'll do. If okay. somebody acts out or pushes against everybody, that's what they'll do. Okay. And um, really what I've discovered in the way I would word it, and, and I have no scientific proof except that I'm starting to watch people like Bruce Lipton come out and write about the stuff we've been talking about for about four years. Um, they, they have a, they lack a filter in their in their brain and their energy field in order to scan out what's not necessary and and this is just a metaphor mind you but that that lack of filter actually causes them to like you said absorb the energies and then it overloads the system energetically and they short out yeah and that's when the behaviors or the unconscious patterning kicks up and emotions come up that they really don't know they have or why. So they have to be a taught how to filter, b how to handle these unconscious emotions just uh, socially, and then teach them how to handle them internally so that they can actually shift them. That's and I love that you brought up the internal part of it. As someone who identifies as empathic myself and didn't realize how I absorbed people's energies mm -hmm. um, until within the last few years as I started my own healing journey. But yes, it, it is. And I read that often as well. Sure. Empaths is that there's an internalizing and until we can teach ourselves to not internalize that. Um, yeah. Yeah. That energy. For, for so. For, for me, and if you don't mind, I'm sharing, but the, for, for empaths, um, I, I find uh, there, there's different levels and different degrees of empaths. And a lot of those are based on your familial programming, but they're also on what I call your soul memory uh, is, is based on that as well. And a, a lot of times not always so there's there's so much to talk about on this topic right <laughs> <laughs> i mean we could go on for days on this exactly <laughs> but but some simple little tips to understand do you find that your empathic is is adversely affecting you when you are projecting outside of your heart 
when you are psychically reaching out to feel or sense your environment is when it's almost like you stick a straw into the environment and it just follows right up the tube. So learning, and, and you may not even know you're doing this consciously because a lot of times we get that. Uh, I had it also. And when, when I was a child, I didn't realize how much I looked to the outside to govern my safety. And so I was constantly psychically out of my body bringing in all these energies that didn't belong to me. And then I'd get moody and I'd get grouchy and I'd yell at people and I'd be like, wow, what is this going on? And, and you'd feel like you'd get electrocuted sometimes. Yeah. And I really had to learn to stop psychically allowing my field to spread out and bring it in and stay in my heart where I'm connected to my own essence. Right. And eventually, just to tell you, I, I, I am no longer empathic. Don't consider myself empathic anymore. I, I am clairsentient, but I am not empathic. And they're, and they're very different skills. So for anybody You're saying you consciously just turn that off? Yep, I can turn it off. I can turn it on. But when I turn it on, it isn't like... Um, I even have to know about it anymore because my my energy field is now naturally mine and it's not this big mesh screen that filters everybody else's. Okay. And so because of that, there's a certain sovereignty that happens in your quantum fields that allow you to remain sovereign in your own center and you don't need to bubble up you don't need to protect yourself. You don't need to defend yourself. Because what, what I found over the years was that uh, the be in the beginning, I would try to bubble up and, you know, surround yourself with white light and all this other stuff, you know. And it's like, well, gee, this is a lot of work. And I'm kind of lazy. I don't really want to do all this work. <laughs> and then I also realized that that attitude consciously or unconsciously is one of fear base and so what happens is you lower your frequency and you resonate with fear energy which allows those energies to come in yeah so you don't need to bubble up you need to go heart center when you're in your heart and you're connected to your own essence you are in a naturally protected field that has no hidden agendas or fear base to it. Wow, fascinating. Yeah, so, I love that. Awesome. So let's make a, a little left turn here for a second and talk about, um, so you, you have a radio talk show as well. Are, are these the types of subjects that you, you cover? What do you talk about? Um, on that, we're, we're in, we don't quite go in that area. We touch on a little bit. Um, we're, we're on a radio station in Philadelphia. It's called WWDB AM 860, and you can get it online as well. We, we try to ground our radio show to more uh, a broader audience. And so we talk mostly about relationships of all sorts, to yourself, to other people, to the world, your environment, your work environment, you know, all different areas. 
And we introduce uh, some energy, but we introduce a lot of understanding your programming, your patterning, your belief systems, how they operate that way, why they operate that way, and how to make shifts in them. Yes. So we, we, you know, it's still a little bit stretching the paradigm, but we're, we're, we try to ground it a little more there. Right, right. Well, <laughs> and yeah, as a relationship, I mean, I see it all the time. That's one of the biggest um, desires of those who have been through trauma, of those yes. who uh, are looking for healing is relation, relational. Uh, yes. Because they, they experience relational trauma um, in early childhood many times, either with a, a, a caring adult, a parent, yep. whatever. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that particularly is my specialty. Okay. I, I am, uh, and I don't mean to brag, but it is a fact, I am superb at understanding the patternings how they get together, why they go together, how to dismantle them, how to become conscious of them. And then what I love to do is I love to work with couples because I can see both sets of patterning and teach them how to bring it together so that it's workable, so that they don't trigger each other all the time, so that they understand why, how, and turn it in that it's always all about us. It's never about the partner. It's about everybody how we perceive them it's not about them and when you turn that focus in you can really um undo your patterning which allows you to be a real partner yeah and it, it eliminates the trauma i've i've worked with hundreds of people on that type of trauma and my my wife has a book she wrote called searching for oz because she was one of those who uh, had some abuse as a child and when I met her, we worked together, we got through her traumas, and then she enjoyed the work so much that we worked together for a few years before we started going out together. And, you know, in the beginning, she's like, oh, we need to go out. And I'm like, no, 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 we're working. Just, just back off. <laughs> and she's like, oh, you just don't understand. <laughs> well, <I guess. laughs> it's coming. <laughs> yeah, and that was one of the other things that I had, I had, I had made a note about was the searching for Oz workbook. And so is that something, can people work with you and your wife? Yes. Okay. Uh, we do, yep. We do it on zoom just like this. And um, we can do it over the phone as well. We also do in person. If you're like within an hour or so from us, uh, we're in the Philadelphia area. Okay. And, um, but yes, that book came out of the work and it is a step-by-step -step how to, eliminate your trauma and it it actually works it's not a theory it's not a mental attitude it's not pasting positive attitude over it it is literally deep programming and opening your heart to your own inner beauty and your own inner love that's where it really starts to blossom awesome. and my my wife mostly teaches that because it was really a lot of her journey. And, and she, she wrote a novel called Searching for Oz as well. And it's, the, actually, it's a fictional story based on The Wizard of Oz about her journey through her trauma. And I happen to be the wizard in the book. And, and really, we did the work. And she goes through the work and how the work 
works and how you apply it. And uh, there's just so much information in that as well. Wonderful. So, and yeah. so how do people, how do people get in touch with you? What is your website and contact information? Okay. Uh, website would be Adele and for that. And our emails are there, but you can reach us at Adele, A D E L E at Adele and Michael.com. And, uh, send questions or just find out what we're about. And we, we do give free 20 minute consultations just to see if it's a match for you because we, we only want it to work if it works for you. Not, it's just not a blanket thing across, you know, we, we throw out, it really has to fit for you. It has to resonate with your heart. And if that's it, then we're in and, um, real change happens. Right. Yeah. I think that's why I love this podcast so much is because well, like one, I meet amazing people doing the healing work in the world, such as yourself and your wife. And But it, it offers listeners an opportunity to find out because some things are going to work for one person and not for another. And Absolutely. just realize, you know, just all the amazing work that's being done out there in the world of healing from <sighs> trauma and, mm-hmm. um, you know, just finding a life filled with tranquility and joy which is my own personal story of horrific trauma and overcoming and now living in this life filled with so much peace and happiness, uh, even in the midst of still along the healing journey. Yep. It's pretty awesome, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Well, congratulations to you. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Just taking a moment to thank the sponsors of the Healing Place podcast. The Healing Place podcast is a fiscally sponsored project of Fractured Atlas. You can find out more at my website, terrywellbrock.com. That's T-E-R-I-W-E-L-L-B-R-O-C-K. And this week, I am thanking donor Phoenix Fund via Blue Mountain Community Foundation. Thank you so very much for your generous donation to this fiscally sponsored project and also to Kathleen Hannigan for her donation at the resilience ally level again so very much appreciated thank you for believing in me and my mission and this healing space where I shine the light of hope into the world now back to the show and so you do you do speaking engagements as well? Yep, do speaking engagements. Um, we've been everywhere from New Zealand to Europe to all over the United States uh, speaking about what we do, uh, different topics. Uh, I, I can intertwine the work that we do intertwines with every aspect of life. Yeah. So all, all I need to do is is just tweak the verbiage a little bit. I've spoken to corporations and, and small businesses, to school districts, to individual spiritual uh, growth organizations, and, and just everything. It, it, it's just universal, really. And so we do that. I love those because I love meeting the people. I love seeing people that are growing. And, you know, I really do love sharing the information. It's just the beauty of sharing now for me. Um, you know, I spent over 40 years doing this work, and now it's fun to play. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Yes. As you get through a travel along that, that journey and then it's like, Oh, this is it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, so one of the things that I saw come up quite a bit under your name when I, when I read about you was, um, resolving root problems. So talk to us a little bit about what, what do you mean by root problems? Okay. A lot of people talk about core beliefs. Um, and, and not to be contrary, but I don't know that in general they understand what core beliefs actually are, and they're, and they're not very simple. So for me, I actually can read, feel, and interpret the frequency and energetic properties of those beliefs and then place them into um, verbiage that someone can begin to understand what's in their unconscious. And then they can work on a lot of their beliefs so it ties into the core is actually a frequency patterning that is, is like in a quantum field is the best way to describe it. That really has to be readjusted, if you will. When that happens, your thoughts change, your beliefs change, everything trickles down. It's not reverse. So we will work on actually shifting those frequencies by working with your belief system, but the purpose is to shift frequencies, not thought, because it's our frequencies that determine the level of consciousness we can access and the type of energies that we process as emotions. So if we go back to the energies and its basics is everything's energy, everything's frequency. So fear is a frequency. Grief is a frequency. Uh, anger is a frequency. So if you resolve the frequencies, then the emotions dissipate. And so I can read them by listening to somebody for about 15 minutes. I can pretty much get most of the patterning and, and the frequencies. And now you have to see the way each individual has placed it in their own unique way of believing. And then it's helping them with that part as well as teaching them a few techniques, but mostly raising their consciousness so that the frequencies shift, and then everything just starts to trickle into place. It becomes a natural process. And this is, it takes time. I mean, we didn't get here overnight. A lot of the stuff that we, we run into, our soul memory, as I call it, other people might call it uh, past lives. But for me, I see it as a, as a frequency that your soul carries because you're not finished with it. And, and it typically seems to be whenever you have had a life experience, this or another, and you have made a judgment of any type that locks the frequency into your memories or your archives. If you don't make judgment, they pass through and they're irrelevant. But the, any type of judgment, positive or negative judgment, locks them into the archives. And then we choose what kind of angle we want to do in this lifetime 
what what ones we want to resolve, go through, finish learning, whatever it is. And it, and it really is uh, sort of like a, a mix of a theme park and uh, a learning experience at the same time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Although in our personalities, we might not think so sometimes. <laughs> right. And it's when the, we're on those roller coasters that we don't want to be. <laughs> And they forgot to put the seatbelt on. Oh right, my God. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, that has a loop. Darn it. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I've read a book by Dr. Wayne Dyer that was, and I've talked about it on the podcast before. It was Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. And it, it had a profound impact on me only because it, it does talk about just changing those, the, the way I approached um, yes. thinking about things, my reactions to things. Mm-hmm. And so um, you're talking about even on a deeper level than just yes. changing thought patterns. But I think for me, at least changing my thoughts created new habits, which then created, you know, ch- had an impact on my brain and the way I would naturally respond to stuff. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it will, because when you when you shift your thinking, it is a conscious effort. But remember, we, we're only using about 10, 15 percent of our, our consciousness. So that's what you're working with. OK. So now, when we work with that, it does make change because it forces the the growth of new neural netting in the brain okay. and the elimination of old neural netting. So now when you do that, there will be actual change but it's a um and not to be belittling it's just a very early stage of growth these these then will then form in that but your subconscious programming or your cell or your cell memory or your soul memory will now start to do what i call bleed through and you will start having other behaviors you didn't anticipate on and a lot of things that are common, if you don't get to the core of the energetic programming, is that you will get different versions of the same problem. So a lot of people call it peeling the onion, but to me, it's just a big circle that you, you don't realize you're in. And you, you will, you know, let's say, oh, you had... Um, dad issues and you healed it with your dad, but now you have husband issues. Well, that's, that's just as recycling of the same programming, you see, and you didn't get the energetic patterning of the dad problem that set the stage for the male issues. And then what happens is you just keep recycling in different ways and, and we see that as we're advancing. Well, that's peeling the onion. Well, it'd be nice to just get rid of the onion. You know, <laughs> I, peeling the onion is a lot of work. Like I said, I'm not into a lot of work. Um, <laughs> and so I, I really set out. It was really, I didn't know till later, it was really a life purpose was to find these cores to make it available so that, so that, uh, more expedient and permanent change could take place. Okay. And so thoughts to me are simply the result. I, I see that and I'll lay it out just in the way that I've come to see it over the years is that the, the beliefs are not singular. They're always 
they're always systemic in nature. There's always a whole system to every belief. And then all of those beliefs are tied together. So it's sort of like when you look at the stars in the sky. They're overlaid over each other. They intertwine. They twinkle between each other. They feed each other. And so that, that is your system. So now you have to sort of deprogram it. And so one way to do it is to start eliminating some of the beliefs which actually literally weaken the system which then alter the frequency of thoughts you have access to, which change the emotions that are triggered, which change the display in which you respond. So it trickles down from that way rather than just changing my thought. Because in the beginning, when positive thinking first came out, I, I always saw that it didn't work. And it always worked temporarily, and it was a it was a wonderful tool. But there was something not lasting about it, and I I couldn't I couldn't sit with that because again it was too much work. And so I I, I I started to look deeper, and the more I got to see energetically, the more I started to see this whole system, this whole network. That if you really just go to the belief systems and start to take that apart, you're th- thoughts automatically change. You just don't think thoughts anymore. It's not even like you have to make any effort to change them. They just don't arrive. And the, and the only way I, I describe it metaphorically is that thoughts exist in a certain frequency. Well, you have to resonate at that frequency to have access to them. So if you raise your frequency by changing those beliefs, you no longer have access to those thoughts and they naturally just disappear almost effortlessly. In fact, many of the people I work with will come back in six months, maybe a year, and they'll say, wow, I didn't even know I changed. I'm just different because it happens so naturally that it's the way, in my opinion, the way it should be. It should be that we take off the, the cloud around us and our natural light shines. We don't have to work at making our light shine. We don't have to make our hearts shine. We have to get the gunk off of it. It's like, it's like mud on your windshield. Pulling off your windshield, all of a sudden, wow, your brilliant light shines, your love evolves, and everybody all of a sudden sees you different, but you didn't really change. You just kind of took a shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What a great visual. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I, I want to take another turn. We'll go. We turned left before. We'll turn right now. Okay. So I created this super fun. I decided new year, new, let's do something fun on the podcast. So I created this 50 podcast questions. And so if you're willing to pick a number between one and 50 and see what we get and then just answer a crazy fun random question. Okay. 30. 30. All right. 30 is your favorite flavor or taste. Ooh. <laughs> Exquisitely rich chocolate. Oh, that sounds and, amazing. And a little bit of salt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that's, you know, that sea salt, uh, yes. they'll uh, have that 
dark chocolate with sea salt caramel and oh my gosh yes, yes. And it just <laughs> melts in your mouth and you feel like you're in in taste heaven right, right. <laughs> <laughs> i love it well thanks for answering my fun question hey, no problem <laughs> so anything else that you want to touch upon before we before we close out um i guess i'd just like to share is to say you you truly do we so when i say you i mean me you everybody plural um we have everything inside all we're looking to do is to remember there is nobody that has our answers there's nobody that's better than us there's nobody that knows more than us there's only somebody who have maybe paid a pathway that we haven't yet gotten to and if we can learn from that pathway and use it in our own path, then that's where we find our own self-love. And that love does have all the answers. It's not the mushy TV love. It's not the human love. It is just this beautiful thing that when you access it, it is a state of being that is just amazing. And it's not bliss. There was a time when I used to think it was bliss when I came up through the, all the Eastern philosophies. And it's not bliss. It's this just beautiful state of consciousness yeah. that there is a, a subtle joy of everything. Yeah. And we all have it. We have forgotten it. We have gotten it clouded over with our wounds and our human thoughts and most of all, our mind. And if you can get back to your heart, truly use the mind to navigate the world, your light will shine effortlessly. And isn't that what it's about? Yes, for sure. And I love yeah. that. You know, I've never shared this on the podcast before, but about, oh, I want to say maybe, gosh, it's probably been five years ago, four or five years ago, I was... Uh, meditating and normally I did guided meditations because my mind you know well, <laughs> yes. wanders off so I said I'm just going to try some yeah you know, I just want to do some deep meditation and um, I practiced a lot of guided meditation so I I went into this very peaceful meditation and I started to notice these um, you know these blue lights if you will and yes and i was like i think i'll follow these it was almost as if they were guiding me and i want to say they were angels but that's just my own philosophies and sure. like i was being pulled i was being directed and so i followed them and i could see this light off in the distance and it made me think i at first i thought oh my god am i dying am i being directed down the tunnel <laughs> towards the light at the end because it was very dark except for these lights and so i started to get closer and closer but it was as if there was a smoky veil kind of shimmering and moving over this this light that i knew was behind it um i was looking at it and for a millisecond and i say this but it was a millisecond that lasted an eternity mm -hmm. this smoky veil came back just a second and this light i get choked up i start to cry i'm getting te teary-eyed just talking about it I saw this light that was pure love and peace. And that's the only way I can describe it. And it was such a powerful, amazing, and I knew in that moment that that was where I belong, where we all belong, that's within us. 
within me. I knew it was within me. And so I came out of that and I'll tell you, I came out a changed person because I had this gift of seeing if it wasn't even seeing it wasn't seeing it was it was just this essence of pure love i I completely get it yeah and so i totally understand what you're saying i get i i i support it because i it truly is it was like the it was like the pinnacle of energy of of Mm -hmm. yeah amazing Can can i share something with you sure um you had a glimpse of your own divinity. It, it was you. <laughs> that, that's what I get. Yeah. So that's you saw cool. your own essence. How beautiful. Yeah. And again, yeah. oh, I get choked up every time because I feel yeah. it here. I feel it, yes. it where, where I consider my soul to be. Yes. Um, and, and it's yep. just like this God essence, but of which we are all a part of. Um, yeah, sure. just, just beautiful. But the, the beauty for, from my perspective is that was your own divinity. Yet the divine essence that we're all a part of is so much grander than that. That we can't even fathom. We, we can't, we can't even wrap our head around it. Right. And that was, but we all have that grand divinity that you just saw, so to speak. And that's why it's so powerful of a feeling for you. Yeah. That is you. It is, it is you speaking to you. Like, that's what I mean by being connected, yeah. by finding your own essence, being in your heart. How beautiful. That's very cool. Thanks. Well, and, and that's why I just really resonated with what you said about being in this dirty car with the mucked up windshield, but yes. having this light inside, yep. going through the car wash and getting it all off and <laughs> letting this light right. that we all have. And I'm telling you, it is a beautiful, beautiful place of love yeah. and peace. And, and to see- let that emanate from within us into the world. Yes. Yeah. We, we don't have to do anything. That's what the ancients meant by being. Yeah. You just have to be. When you clean off the muck, there's no work. There's no effort. We don't have to emanate because we are the emanation. Yeah. So there's no work. It's effortless. So cool. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I thank you so much for joining me here today and shining more light onto this subject. It's something we have not touched upon before um, in depth like this on the podcast. I mean, we've grazed over it here and there, but um, or glazed over it. But yeah. Yeah. Wonderful, well, beautiful, powerful stuff. Yes. And thank you for sharing your story. That That's awesome. Oh, thank you. I, I feel your joy. And that, that is just incredible that's awesome thank you thanks so much You're welcome all right anything final words to say uh no thank you so very much for having me on and much love to you and everybody and be your own leader awesome i love it, I love it. <laughs> all right well everyone thank you for joining us today on the healing place podcast and remember until next time be gentle with yourself thanks bye-bye thank you so much for listening today 
to the Healing Place podcast with your host and trauma warrior, Terry Welbrock. If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more about Terry, her mission, and the Hope for Healing journey, visit Terry's website at www.terrywellbrock.com. Thank you for liking, commenting, sharing, and offering your reviews on our YouTube channel, audio outlets, and Facebook page. And as Terry reminds us, until next time, remember, be gentle with yourself.